stars could shine between the lines if you would let yourself go find some place you know you can use your words use your hands you can change the world you just pretend express yourself take a chance and you'll see who you'll be it's time to express yourself where teens talk and the world listens Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. It's time to kick off the fun with our star teens. Welcome to Express Yourself. There's nothing wrong with you. There's a lot wrong with the world you live in. By Chris Colfer. Hello, and welcome to Express Yourself. We're a program by, for, and with creative young people. A platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. From Cynthia Bryan, producer of Express Yourself and Star Style Productions, we bring this program to the airwaves as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity, a top nonprofit honored by GuideStar and great nonprofits for today's show. Be The Star You Are wants to thank everyone who has volunteered and supported Be The Star You Are over the years. We are thrilled to be serving the world. If you'd like to help us celebrate being a top nonprofit with a donation, please visit us at www.bethestarur.btsya.com. That's www.btsya.com. Every dollar counts, and we will use the funds for out- our outreach programs. Make sure to listen to Express Yourself whenever you listen to radio or music. iTunes, Amazon, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, and more. We broadcast from the Empowerment Channel on Voice America Radio, the largest radio network in the world. I'm Hannah Sahoda, and I have the pleasure to have Ruhani as my co-host. Hi, everyone. Today's show is all about the LGBTQIA community. And for our first segment, we have our very own Hannah Sahota discussing the importance of LG- LGBTQ plus inclusion and equality. In segment two, we have Sharanya, who will be sharing her thoughts on the ban of books with topics such as LGBTQIA plus and presenting her very own poem. Lastly, in segment three, me and Sharanya, or sorry, me and Hannah will be having our very own in-depth discussion about leaders in the LGBTQIA community. Hello, everyone. My name is Hannah Sahoda, and I'm the host for the Express Yourself radio show with my segment, Empowerment and Equality. Today, we will be discussing the LGBTQIA community and the importance of inclusion and acceptance for this group. This podcast is after June, but I would still like to wish everyone a belated Happy Pride Month. First, for all our listeners, I will clarify what exactly this LGBTQIA means and stands for. According to the CDCR, LGBTQIA is an inclusive term that includes people of all genders and sexualities, such as lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, questioning, queer, intersex, asexual, pansexual, and allies. While each letter in the LGBTQIA community stands for a specific group of people, the term encompasses the entire spectrum of gender fluidity and sexual identities. This group up make, makes up millions of diverse individuals, making up a significant portion of the population. Definitely more than the proclaimed 10%, because many of the surveys and polls conducted are not completely accurate because it targets smaller populations and cannot truly determine how many individuals are part of the LGBTQ community, since many choose not to participate. So the LGBTQIA is an acronym with every letter meaning a different gender and sexuality. I will explain what each of them mean. The L stands for lesbian, which refers to when a woman is sexually and romantically inclined towards other women. The G stands for gay, which refers to any individual attracted to the same gender as themselves. The B stands for bisexual, which are those who are sexually and romantically attracted to both men and women. The T stands for trans, which is an all-encompassing, inclusive term for anyone whose gender identity does not match their sex assigned at birth. 
This term can have many meanings, and it is important to know all of their distinctions. The T can mean transsexual or transgender. Transsexual can mean someone transitioning from one sex to another using surgery or medical treatments. Uh, it's not in common usage in compared to transgender, which is a term for someone who identifies as a different gender than what was assigned on their birth certificate. Many people usually stop at the LGBTQ, uh, but the QIA plus also has very specific meanings. Q stands for questioning or queer, which is when a person is exploring their sexuality, gender identity, and gender expression, and doesn't have a set label about their orientation. I stands for intersex, which is a term used for individuals who don't fit into any specific gender norms of woman or man. This can also be used for those with re reproductive anatomy that isn't biologically typical. The A stands for asexual, which is used for those who don't feel sexual attraction to either sex or that don't feel romantic attraction in the typical way. The plus at the very end of this acronym includes other communities and groups of individuals related to the LGBTQIA community, including allies who are straight individuals who are supporters of the queer community. Now that you know what the LGBTQ plus community actually is, it is imperative to discuss the inclusion and acceptance of this community because this group of individuals has been marginalized and endangered tremendously in recent years. According to the ACLU, state lawmakers have proposed 238 bills meant to limit the rights of LGBTQ Americans just this year, which is a record number of bills passed. When you do the math, that's about three bills per day that are meant to take away the rights and choices of LGBTQ plus individuals. And this is only for one year. If we go back to 2018, nearly 670 anti-LGBTQ bills have been filed, with nearly all state legislators from every country weighing one bill at the least. Over half of these restrictions promoted hate and cruelty towards transgender individuals, including trans children with health care. State lawmakers have passed these bills, but the more concerning course of action is related to the Supreme Court. Following their repeal of the Roe v. Wade court case, which essentially limited women's bodily autonomy, freedom, and health, many Supreme Court associate justices are looking to overturn even more cases that provide us with the safety of equality and freedom we enjoy today, which is concerning and, quite frankly, absolutely revolting. Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas wrote in a solo concurring opinion to overturn abortion rights that SCOTUS, and I quote, should reconsider all of this court's substantive due process precedents, including Obergefell. Also saying, we have a duty to correct the error established in those precedents, which proves that America's freedom and equality that has been so painstakingly built up over the years is in danger due to the Supreme Court's, uh, Supreme Court's outright bigotry towards women, people of color, and the LGBTQ plus community. Not only is this a moral crisis, this is a constitutional crisis. First, bodily autonomy and right to privacy was overturned in Roe v. Wade. Then healthcare was denied to trans youth. What is next? The Supreme Court is strongly cons considering repealing gay marriage at this moment, which is absolutely absurd since no one should be legally prevented from being with who they love. Action must be taken so that we can preserve our constitutional and moral rights and allow individuals to feel safe and equal in America, more so than ever because these are issues that affect everybody. All of these bills and laws pose a threat to the LGBTQIA community and further perpetuate the social stigma that is often directed towards these individuals in addition to the multiple legal restrictions. LGBTQ plus equity and inclusion is extremely important in today's society, especially on a socioeconomic level. LGBTQ people often face discrimination in labor markets and housing, as well as from their own families, schools, and communities. Some stats for you. Nearly one in four older LGBTQ people of color report experiencing housing discrimination. 40% of the 1.6 to 2.8 million young people 
experience bouts of homelessness each year in the United States when they identify as LGBTQ because of familiar, familial rejection, poverty, and trauma. And this extreme marginalization pushes some LGBTQ people out of the formal economy completely. A study on survival sex among LGBTQ young people found that most of the reasons youth reported for selling sex related to survival and obtaining basic necessities, such as food and shelter. Non-discrimination pol policies have been passed, but many are loosely enforced or not at all. And individuals of the LGBTQ community cannot feel safe nor accepted despite being such a large population and an integral component of America's workforce and school system. Despite this, many face widespread discrimination at work and at school and are unable to access proper healthcare from being denied or turned away, especially with trans youth, in which Texas recently deemed their very existence child abuse, as if they were dealing with a disease rather than real people. If non-discrimination policies are enforced and the rights of LGBTQ individuals are protected, it provides several benefits for our society, including less mental health issues in LGBTQ youth and adults, more opportunities for LGBTQ families to thrive without the threat of poverty or eviction, workforce stability, increased economic activity, more tolerance and acceptance for people in all groups, and healthcare options and safe opportunities for LGBTQ plus individuals. So every one of us should fight to reduce discrimination and encourage equality for not only the LGBTQ plus community, but for every community that is currently being marginalized to preserve our constitutional rights and ensure a safer, accepting America for everyone. I hope you all learned something new today. Every one of you is valid, no matter what. And remember everyone, stay curious, stay empowered, and stay educated. Wow, that was so much information. It was all so insightful. And I agree with everything you just said. I think it's so important to keep fighting because it does affect all of us. And one thing that you were mentioning is like employee and workplace discrimination um, for individuals in the LGBTQIA plus community. So what is really the extent of that? Great question. Shockingly, as of now, 28 states in America don't provide any protection for LGBTQ plus workers from workplace discrimination, leaving them vulnerable to harassment, threats, and severe discrimination with no penalty. The annual cost of losing and replacing these workers due to unfairness or discrimination is $64 billion a year, which shows how prominent this behavior is with no anti-discrimination regulations being enforced. In fact, approximately 42% of LGBTQ plus individuals reported intense harassment in the workforce, with 90% of transgender workers also reporting this behavior. More regulations and attention to workplace harassment needs to happen so that people cannot lose their jobs from prejudice instead of actual logistics or employment reasons. Yeah, totally agree. It's really disheartening. And all this stuff going on also about trans athletes is very disappointing, you know, the discourse surrounding it and how it's sort of dehumanizing in a sense. Like you mentioned how in Texas, it's like ch considered child abuse to be a transgender child. It's just kind of taking away what makes them a person. And, you know, in this like challenging time, what are some ways that individuals can provide support or help the LGBTQI plus community? There are a variety of ways to help the LGBTQIA plus community. But the first step is becoming an ally, which is an individual who supports the LGBT community without bias or prejudice. Like I said, this can be a classmate, parent and family member, school faculty or authority figure, and basically anyone else. Bias can be seen and found everywhere. And in every scenario, there are always ways to help, such as not making assumptions about people's sexual orientation or gender identity, speaking out against homophobia, transphobia, and anti-LGBTQ harassment and discrimination 
along with being against anti-gay slurs, which is becoming a real problem recently. Another way is being supportive when someone comes out. Making sure your workplace and environment is a safe space where homophobic sentiments and language is not tolerated. You can ensure that events in the workplace or even at school include everyone, not just heterosexual or cisgender people. And what schools can really do to be inclusive is to create inclusive curriculum, including LGBTQ figures and a proper sexual education because that's not provided to many of the LGBTQ youth, which causes very big sexual problems when they're adults. And if you're a student at school who wants to help this community, or maybe even learn more, a good way is to consider joining or starting a GSA club, which stands for a Gay Straight Alliance Club. And in these clubs, you can link up with organizations to organize events, such as celebrations for Pride Month or even other LGBTQ causes. And and it also helps hold people accountable for their actions. When you hold people accountable, there's less chance of people feeling excluded or maybe even disrespected. That is so true. And I think especially the GSA club is definitely a way to be a better ally. Um, the gen at our school is called the Gender Sexuality um, Alliance, actually. And um, the teacher who runs it is very nice. And a lot of information comes out of that that I've seen people who've actually become, you know, more of an ally and more accepting than they were before after going to just one meeting. But there is a problem sometimes is that allies to the LGBTQIA plus community, they can overstep. And how can we prevent this from happening? Yes, this is very true. And most people don't even realize they're, they're overstepping. And I would just say the most important thing to remember as an ally is that it is about supporting individuals of the LGBTQIA plus community. It's not to pressure them into doing anything they don't want to, such as coming out or sharing the details of their personal lives. This goes for everyone. Um, no one owes anyone an explanation because it's their choice and their decisions to prevent maybe overstepping from happening. I would advise allies to the LGBTQ plus community to be aware and educated about everything they do when supporting or maybe um, interacting with these in individuals as to so not even unintentionally make someone uncomfortable because that's the last thing any of us you know, would want. Yep, totally. And again, it's just important to stay educated. I think that prevents a lot of, you know, sometimes ignorance, even if you don't think it is. And one other thing that's going on is these recent bills and debates and social pressures. And are there any effects that they've had on people in the LGBTQIA plus community? Unfortunately, yes. Because of all of these recent bills and basically debates on these individuals' rights and equality, there has been a significant rise in actions like widespread poverty, persistent discrimination in housing, and especially social services, hostile school environments, poor quality of healthcare, and unjust treatment of incarcerated LGBTQ plus people in recent years due to the open homophobia and prejudice many of our state lawmakers and uh, frankly, immoral Supreme Court justices have, which makes it imperative that we all stand and fight for the rights of marginalized communities so no more inequality and violence can be legally perpetuated at the hands of these people. You couldn't have said it better, and that's it for this segment, but make sure you stay tuned for our next segment where Sharanya will share her thoughts on the LGBTQ plus community. We want to hear your thoughts and we want to answer your questions. So email us at be the story you are teen radio at gmail.com. That is be the story you are btsya teen radio at gmail.com. Check out our radio site at www.expressyourselfteenradio.com and our creative community site at www.btsya.com. You can get involved with the Be The Star You Are charity, buy books and t-shirts in our store, 
sign up for a free newsletter, and make a donation to be the star you are. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. Be the star you are Light up the flame that burns Make a world of difference in a world of differences when you support Be the Star You Are 501c3, a literacy and positive media charity dedicated to empowering women, families, and youth. Visit bethestaryouare.org to make a tax-deductible donation today. Everyone counts. Donate today. Be the star you are. org. Be the lucky star you are. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Express Yourself. Here, we have Shariana will be sharing her thoughts on the ban of books with topics such as LGBTQIA+. Hello everyone, and welcome back, or if you are new, welcome to my segment, The Scribble, where we strive to accentuate the beauty of literature. Before I get started, I'd really encourage all of you to read as many inclusive books as possible, but not only the ones that resonate with you, I think the more we read, we can understand other people because I believe an author puts their experience or someone who's close to them's experience and from each character, we can learn a lot. So today I'm going to be talking about a lot of the ban on many books um, in school and public libraries. There have been many classics and very good books that have been banned because of the elements that weren't aligned with society's perspective at the time. And slowly this culture is changing, embracing everyone from everywhere. The first book we're going to be discussing is a teen classic, Perks of Being a Wallflower. The main reason it was banned was because of the mentions of the LGBTQ plus community. This book is now part of many high school syllabuses, and I personally thought that this book was very introspective and took a different turn to typical teen fiction. It faced topics which back then were considered taboo to talk about, so I think it's one of the pioneers of breaking through the typical taboo culture in literature, and I think that culture is annoying because many people can't experience or relate to someone because authors are afraid to write something that society, for example, doesn't agree with. So I think that's why the the banning books culture is bad. So the second book I'm going to be talking about was something that broke through the odds of the unfair LGBTQIA plus taboo that society put on. And the book is Beyond Magenta. This is an account of numerous transgender teens. I've seen this book now on the shelves in my school library, but it was subjected to a lot of unnecessary negative attention while it was such an inspirational read. It was 
something about how many teens didn't allow the societal construct to judge who they were. And although they were scared, they were, they were able to come out and be who they wanted to be. It was simply very inspirational and very moving because it was an aspect that that we think about, but we can never experience in, because we can't feel what they're feeling at the time, the fear and everything. And I think that book did an amazing way of just compiling everything together. And you can feel the pain that many teens felt and also the joy when they finally are able to be who they want to be. And my third and last book I'm going to be talking about is All Boys Aren't Blue. The title takes a slight dig towards the often gender section color theme, Boys Like Blue and Girls Like Pink. This memoir is the story about the author, George M. Johnson, growing up queer and accepting himself as who he is with many societal and cultural barriers in the way as he grew up in New York um, and people weren't that accepting there. And there's so many more books which have been banned for the inclusion of the LGBTQIA plus community. And they're actually pioneers in literature for breaking this wall that authors used to have in their minds while writing, which no author should. And authors should be able to write whatever they want to write. So in appreciation of the LGBTQ plus community, I've written a poem appreciating the trans community. It's called She, Not He. She was unsure about herself, who she really was. She didn't want the words M-A-L-E all on her certificate. She wanted to be out. She wanted to breathe, but she was stuck. From four, all she wanted to do was play with Barbie dolls rather than the footballs that were forced in her arms. She didn't want the haircuts that she went to every month. She wanted long, luscious hair, but she didn't know what she felt like doing. She felt like yelling when teachers talked to her parents. He is a very bright student. She wanted to yell, I'm she, not he. But those words couldn't make their way out. They were stuck and buried deep because her mind was anxious. Would anyone accept her if she didn't feel like a he? If she shopped for heels instead of loafers, would she be an identity recognized for herself and nobody less? Thank you. Wow, that was a really powerful poem. And, you know, going back to what you said about banned books and how there's been like books that mention the LGBT community and then they're banned. Obviously, that should not be the case. But do you think that books should be banned at all? Is there like some books you feel like the content is too like maybe doesn't spread a good message and then they should be banned? Definitely books that encourage themes that are not accepting and inclusive, they should be banned. But I don't think books that are striving to be inclusive, but society doesn't agree with that, I don't think that should be the case. For example, if if something is about racism, we sh- um, like racist messages, we shouldn't include that in libraries, they should be banned. But um, books that are just striving to make a message and make a difference onto the world, a positive difference where everyone can accept everyone else. I think those books should stay instead of being banned, like this culture that is slowly going away, but it's still remnant. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. There are some books like which encourage hate speech or maybe dangerous themes that like have a right to be banned. But I totally agree with you. And on that topic, what do you think happens exactly when books with these themes like of inclusivity and diversity are banned i'm sure we all heard when we're like five or six that don't do that a bad thing is going to happen or something and when books are banned they kind of follow the same message as the don't do that bad things are going to happen because society somehow says that if you read these books something bad messages will happen or you'll become a bad person but that's not true at all you're just educating yourself on the rest of the world because what we see isn't even one percent of the entire world so when we ban books that aren't supposed to be banned that are really inclusive 
and putting a different message out than the typical books, I think people start to get afraid of what the book is talking about, and that's what causes later on a lot of hate speech and stuff like that. I think that is something that happens with a lot of LGBT media. Like, I, I'm not sure if you heard of this, but the recent, like, Buzz Lightyear movie, like, it's part of the Toy Story universe, they had, like, a same-sex couple depicted in the film, and then this movie theater in one state, I think it was Oklahoma, I could be wrong, they try to, like, fast-forward that scene in the movie from not exposing it, like, exposing, like, a couple to young children. So do you think that this rhetoric, like, banning books, do you think it has anything to do with age? Um, no, because, well, yeah, pretty much, yeah. So parents should be, um, like, they should know what a kid is reading. Like, for example, if it's too mature for them, like, violence at the age of seven, I don't think that's appropriate, but parents should definitely, like, parents and guardians, teachers, they shouldn't um, know, like, what the student's reading. But I think if you're reading something about a couple, and then suddenly when the couple turns, um, like, is a gay couple, then suddenly you're banning that book, I don't think that makes a lot of sense. Because I think that also instills this fear that that shouldn't be there. And it's kind of harmful and toxic for many students because it's a malleable phase yeah i totally agree it's a very hypocritical double standard you are very definitely right it doesn't make sense but on that on the note of like if all famous books that inclusive famous books would be banned what famous books wouldn't we not be able to read if they were banned like they were proposed to be um, recently, I think there, in 2016 or something, there was a proposed ban on I Am Jazz, the Count of Jazz Jennings, who was, she's transgender, and it, it was her story, and I think we read it in sixth grade, but it was proposed to be banned, and I think we couldn't read it, and I think many people who were trying to come out couldn't come out if it was banned because they didn't have that support system. Because like I said multiple times before, that books are kind of like a window, a pillar of support. Like if the character is doing somehow, you feel inside that you can do it too. And um, many people couldn't read that book if it was actually banned. And just not talking about LGBTQIA plus banning of books. I think some books that were that were proposed to be banned, and I think they were also banned, was Charlotte's Web, which which is a childhood classic about a spider, and it was set to be banned because of the talking animals. And I think if that was still banned, we would miss a very crucial childhood book, which kind of shaped a lot of things yeah I think there's a lot of media that has like been under fire and scrutiny and they're really important for us to learn about and going back to your work um your poem what inspired you to write it um there was this song that took the internet by storm I think it was called Ken not Barbie it was about um Barbie and Ken well it's, it wasn't about Barbie and Ken it was like the two dolls, but instead of Barbie and Ken being a couple, it was um, Ken asking, why can't I be with Ken instead of Barbie? So um, I think that song was very popular on the internet. And I came across this video saying, what if um, she's not Barbie, but Ken? And it was about trans, um, trans people and I think that was really the inspiration because I realized that from a young age people realize it but they can't say it because they're too afraid and they don't know what's going to happen if people are going to accept them or not so I think this poem was just I just strived to send a message that everyone's worth it like everyone is unique in their own way and everyone has their own identity and no matter what their identity they shouldn't be disowned and 
bullied or anything because to be honest if you're not the one going through the problem I don't think you should um say anything about it because they're trying to battle it their own way against societal taboos and that's what this poem strived to say that you can be anyone who you want to be yeah it was a really really great poem I liked how you transitioned from she in the beginning and then we found out like you know he she the pronouns I thought that was really clever and it promoted inclusivity so I really liked it um uh but unfortunately that's it for this segment make sure you stay tuned for our next segment where Ruhani and we'll have an in-depth discussion about LGBTQIA plus figures The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit expressyourselfteenradio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. Be the star you are. Light up the flame that burns. Make a world of difference in a world of differences when you support Be the Star You Are 501c3, a literacy and positive media charity dedicated to empowering women, families, and youth. Visit BeTheStarYouAre.org to make a tax deductible donation today. Everyone counts. Donate today. BeTheStarYouAre.org. Be the lucky star you what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Hello, and welcome back to Express Yourself. I'm Ruhani, and I'm with my co-host, Hannah. Right now, in my segment, Teenship, I'll be talking about important LGBTQIA leaders who contributed a lot to society. So first, um, I'm going to be talking about the story of Alan Turing. And Alan Turing was a simply brilliant mathematician, and he is often considered the father of modern computer science. And his contributions to society actually saved millions of lives. So um, during World War II, Turing helped the British government decrypt German code through the Turing bomb, which was basically the forerunner of modern computers. And actually, this was just crazy to learn about. Historians say his invention shortened the war by two years. And wow. But however, the same government that he helped so much prosecuted him for his sexuality through these gruesome measures Um, In 1952, he was charged with, quote-unquote, decency, um, undecency for having a relationship with a man. And he was convicted and forced to undergo hormonal changes through injection at the time this apparent treatment was given to members of the LGBT community to change their sexuality as if it's something that can be changed. Um, two years later, Turing killed himself. So this is obviously a very, very sad story. And the UK government has, you know, recently said um, he's that he's been pardoned. But, you know, Turing, he really needs to be remembered. 
and not only for his, you know, tremendous contributions during the war, but for how he was treated just for his sexuality, despite the fact that he saved millions of lives and helped, you know, the Allies win the war. And there's a fantastic movie about him called The Imitation Game, and it's on Netflix. Um, it's a very, very good movie. I recommend it to everyone. It's very sad and very powerful. It tells his story beautifully. So another figure um, that I'm going to talk about is Virginia Woolf. So you might have heard of her name before. I mean, she's one of the most famous writers to ever exist. And she's known for her feminist literature that has inspired you know, countless women and girls, including me. So some of her most famous books include A Room of One's Own and Mrs. Dalloway. So she was married to um, Leonard Wolf, but she actually was having an affair with another female writer, Vita Sackwell West, and um, Sackwell West was openly bisexual. So Wolf's novel Orlando is actually thought to be a love letter to her relationship with um, this woman and Sackwell West's son described the novel as the longest and most charming love literature, love letter in literature. And I, I literally did not know about her sexuality until I researched. And one that I did know um, was Frida Kahlo. So Frida Kahlo was a Mexican painter. And actually, one of the most famous artists of all time. So you might have seen her self-portraits. Um, or her other paintings, which conveyed indigenous Mexican culture through her art. So Kala was bisexual, and she actually had a relationship with Josephine Baker, and that's another figure I want to talk about. So Josephine Baker was an entertainer during the jazz age. She was incredibly famous, very talented, and she used her platform for good. She used her fame to advocate for desegregation, and even spoke in the 1963 March on Washington with Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. So this is also one that I found very, very interesting. Um, speaking of MLK, many people do not know this, but his close advisor and his friend, Bayard Rustin, was a gay man. But because of his sexuality, he didn't received much support, and he had to work for the civil rights movement in a very kind of underground manner, because unfortunately, MLK's opponents would make rumors about the nature of Rustin and MLK's relationship, which would reflect on MLK's part, and actually, you know, it would kind of discredit him, unfortunately. So Rustin helped with the movement a lot, so he was one of those people who organized that famous 1963 March on Washington, which was, um, you know, which famously led to MLK's I Have a Dream speech. And a year later, the landmark um, passing of the Civil Rights Act of 1964. So he worked tirelessly to end racial discrimination in employment as well. So it's very crucial that he should be remembered for his enormous efforts to make America a better place. And now there's so many more leaders who were and are a part of the LGBT community. And, you know, they're all so courageous, especially those who lived in a time where they were discriminated against just for existing. Wow, that was really, really interesting. I knew about Frida Kahlo but the rest I had no idea, and they made such a huge impact. Um, speaking of, like, me having no idea, do you think there's leaders who have been a part of the LGBTQ plus community, but people didn't know it because they never came out due to the circumstances? Honestly, yes, I definitely think so, because there's so many rumors surrounding, like, a lot of influential people about their sexuality, um, including John F. Kennedy, William Shakespeare, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and Ernest Hemingway. Actually, Hemingway and Fitzgerald are rumored to have have, have had a relationship with each other um, because of what Zelda Fitzgerald, who was F. Scott Fitzgerald's wife, she insinuated they were having a relationship. And I'm sure that even now in you know, a more progressive age, there's people in the spotlight who feel like 
you know, they have to be in the closet in order to be accepted, which is really sad. And I definitely think that's like a case for a lot of people, like entertainers, um, especially in like these countries that actively discriminate against homosexuality. Yeah, I can I can totally see that in these countries that discriminate against homosexuality. It it really could be dangerous for famous people, entertainers, or maybe even normal people to come out because, you know, it's against the law. Um which unfortunately <laughs> the Senate is trying to push a push as we speak. But the countries now that are against homosexuality illegally, how many countries are there of those? Well, I was actually surprised to learn there are 69 countries that have outlawed gay relationships. I did not know this. I thought the number would be less, especially now that we're in the year 2022. But I don't know. And it's scary because like you were talking about in your segment, you expressed it so well, is that with Roe v. Wade being overturned, which was our right to bodily anatomy, autonomy, um, Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas, you know, he wrote that the landmark case. Um, Obergefell versus Hodges, um, which guarantees the right to same-sex marriage in every state can also be reviewed, like you were mentioning. And who knows what that might lead to? I mean, if you think about it, um, members of the LGBT community were only, like, pretty recently given that right. It was in 2015, which was only, like, seven years ago. It's not even been a decade, and it's already, like, under this scrutiny again. No, yes, that's it's become a, such a big problem. Like I said, in recent years, hundreds and hundreds of bills have been passed because I feel like now, I don't with the more with this social and political climate, people feel like it's more okay, I guess, to be homophobic and open about like their bigotry. So I feel like maybe that's like the reason these even bills are go- going to the Supreme Court. It's a really scary stuff because we don't know what's going to happen in the future. What if something even more drastic happens? Because already the things I thought were previously unimaginable, like Roe versus Wade was overturned. So it's a very scary future. Yeah, it definitely is. You never know. I feel like it's so murky right now. Like you can't really see what's going to happen. You can only, I mean, you can only fight and hope in a sense. Yeah, exactly. And speaking of like legislation and bills, I I recently heard there was a new legislation that can codify same-sex marriage into federal law. Can you maybe tell us more about it? Yeah, sure. Um, actually, this is pretty interesting. Um, so in case the Supreme Court decides to rescind the right to same-sex marriage in every state, like, you know, like they did for abortion, um, the House passed um, the Respect for Marriage Act. So the Respect for Marriage Act basically guarantees that the right to same-sex marriage will remain and can be overturned um, under any circumstances. So hopefully that'll happen. But in order for it to be put onto Biden's desk and then passed, as we all know, the law works that the Senate has to agree on it as well. Um, I don't know if they will. Like I was saying earlier, it's like kind of murky, but we can only hope for the best. And I really say that You know, if a democratic republic wants to live up to its values, then we won't ever have to worry about this integral right going away. Yeah, absolutely. Especially since we are a democratic republic and America, like its whole, you know, its whole motto is freedom for all. You know what I mean? And the overturning of Roe v. Wade, it completely destroyed the constitutional right of privacy, especially with bodily autonomy. Yeah. And with this new marriage act, I'm very concerned. Like, how are they going to enforce it? You know, you have to wonder how if the Supreme Court is going to push bigotry into federal law. They can basically, like, it's it'll be a witch hunt. They can be like, this person is gay. Let's send yep. them to prison. It's yeah, it's really sad, and that's why. You know, for these, like, essential rights to be codified into law, it needs to happen. Unfortunately, it could not happen for abortion um, under the Obama administration, although he had promised in 2008 when he was running that he would do so. Um, That couldn't happen. But, 
you know, other rights. I think next week the House is trying for contraception to be, you know, codified into law. So let's hope let's hope the Respect for Marriage Act will, you know, be instated and so will the act they're trying to do next week. And also somehow, you know, Roe v. Wade comes back and becomes our legislation again. Exactly. I a lot of I feel like a lot of Republicans or like the Senate thought it was maybe like they thought it was a done deal when they overturned Roe v. Wade, I think. But now everyone's what I'm happy to see is that everyone is taking action. There's protests going on. There's petitions. People are not standing for it because they know it's a violation of everyone's rights. So I think that's like the beauty of it all, like fighting for freedom. So as you said, I'm totally agree. We can just hope and we need to take action because then, you know, then we can push it up and then that's how it might be brought back. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So I hope everyone listening enjoyed our show today. Unfortunately, we are out of time for today's show. As always, we express our gratitude to Star Style Productions, Cynthia Bryan, Be the Star You Are, and our Voice America Empowerment Crew, especially our audio engineer, Josh. Thanks to our guests from across the world, and a huge thank you to our listeners for making us a top-rated program. For more information about Be The Star You Are charity, visit www.bethestarur.org. Find us on Instagram at Express Yourself Radio. Be inclusive. Respect one another. If you are old enough to vote, vote for people who care about our privacy and personal well-being. It depends on all of you. As always, remember to speak up, speak out, and express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself, produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars that shine between the lines if you would let yourself